We're so glad you joined us today for sharing the victory from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports. Your host for the next 30 minutes is University of Nebraska assistant football coach Ron Brown. Coming up, Ron will chat with WNBA superstar Tamika Ketchings. I know that where I'm at right now is only possible because of him and because of his grace and because of what he wants for me, you know, what his purpose is for me and my walk. Ron will also catch up with former tennis star David Wheaton and find out what he is passionate about these days. It's really about trying to find out what the Christian or what's the biblical worldview on any given issue of our day. We'll also get a glimpse of what God is up to in Central America through the work of FCA. Now it's time to get today's program underway as Ron Brown is standing by with his first interview. Our champion of faith today is the great Indiana Fever's basketball player, great all-around player, Tamika Catchings of the WNBA. Tamika, welcome to the show. Thank you. Tamika, you come from a storied basketball background. Your dad uh, was a great player for the uh, Philadelphia 76ers. In fact, I remember as a young man uh, watching your dad play as a center for that team. Uh, and uh, you have had basketball just in your bloodstream seemingly from when you were a little girl. Yeah. Um, you know, fortunately, my, like you said, my dad did play in the NBA a long time ago. When we were growing up, um, yeah, when we were born, basketball was definitely in our genes and something that uh, we all, my, my sister, my brother and I, we all, you know, played growing up. Well, Tamika, you uh, grew up in a Christian home, but when did it become a real reality for you that you were a sinner, that you were lost, that you needed a Savior, that you needed someone to save you from the wrath of God the Father, and you recognized that God the Son, Jesus Christ, went to a cross for you and rose from the dead just for you. When, when did that really become a reality for you? You know, um, even to this day, I can honestly say that it, it's still becoming a reality to me every day, you know, that I try to draw closer to Him. Mm-hmm. And I would say my founding moment would probably be... Um, my junior year in college at Tennessee, you know, throughout college, my freshman and sophomore year, I would go to church periodically. It was just like when I could go, I would go. And um, my junior year at Tennessee, actually a friend of the team, you know, she invited us to go to church to say, you know, we're having a big Bible retreat and um, we're having some guest speakers come in. So just come if you can. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, what, we're all kind of sitting around. It's like, you know, let's just go. Let's go to church. Let's go. It was like a, Monday, a revival, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday thing. And so we ended up going like on a Monday night. I don't remember the guest speaker's name. But I just remember from that moment on, it was like, man, you know, like the topic was, who's your daddy? <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that, you know, who's your daddy? So, you know, he talked about being raised and not having his father in the house, but soon learning that, you know, there was a greater father, um, above even your your earthly father, you know, there's a greater father, obviously, you know, Lord Jesus Christ. And um, so it was like that time at that revival, was like, man, you know, like, that was when I really started changing and really started focusing, like, you know what, not that I haven't, not that I've just kind of pushed God away and not that I don't live my life in a godly way, but there are some changes that I need to make in my everyday walk with him. And, um, you know, so that was like the first moment. And then my senior year, I tore my ACL. And one thing I was like, oh, my goodness, nobody's going to want me in the WNBA because I'm hurt and, you know, i got to rehab and I'm going to be out for a while. I'm not going to be able to play right away. But I ended up getting drafted. But after that, that moment that had happened and after that feeling like, man, what am I going to do, that kind of feeling, mm-hmm. it was like I almost felt like a piece at where I was, mm-hmm. you know. And it's almost like, wow, if it was to happen to anybody on this team, I'm glad that it happened to me. And, it, you know, more than anything, it wasn't – it was just kind of like – 
being able to handle certain situations. You know, God only puts on us what he knows each of us can handle. And at that point in time, that's what I needed. It made me stronger in my faith with him, and it made me stronger even as a basketball player and as a person after the fact. Mm. You know, Tamika, that's very inspirational because you did have to sit out your rookie year, and, and there had to be all kinds of doubts, and you talk about your faith in Jesus Christ getting you through that time. But since that time, wow. So now, tell me this. You, you went through that low point in your career, having to sit out your rookie season, but now all of the worldly accolades that have come along, you also have to rely on the, the Lord Jesus Christ to handle all that success too, don't you? Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, um, I know that where I'm at right now is only possible because of him and because of his grace and because of what he wants for me you know, what his purpose is for my for me and my walk. And, you know, one of the things that has been great as far as being on the platform that I'm on is being able to reach out and touch other people. You know, we have our own foundation, the Catch the Stars Foundation here in Indiana. And, you know, one of the things that's been really cool for me is being able to reach out to all these kids that we're able to touch, you know. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, more than anything, I think that is the thing that that um that I'm most proud of, I guess. Our guest today has been Tamika Catchins, outstanding basketball player for the WNBA's Indiana Fever. Tamika, thanks for being on the show today, and God bless you and uh, in all of your basketball endeavors and your service for the Lord Jesus Christ around the spheres of influence that God gives you. Thank you, and God bless you guys, too. Thanks for having me. It's hard to believe we're entering our eighth month of being on the air. Did you hear that? Eight months already. What a blessing it is to provide this program for you each week. And we're able to provide this show because of your generous gifts. Would you consider financially supporting Sharing the Victory Radio? During the month of April, we want to give a special gift to everyone who makes a donation of $25 or more to Sharing the Victory Radio. With that gift, you'll receive an FCA pocket-sized Bible that's leather-bound, embossed with the FCA logo, and it's a Holman Christian Standard Bible translation. You can make a donation on our secure website, sharingthevictory.com slash radio. If you'd rather donate over the phone, you can do that Monday through Friday, 1-866-STV-5031. Coming up next, we'll see what God is doing in the sports world in Honduras. Right here, next, on Sharing the Victory. If you're not listening every week to Sharing the Victory, here's what you're missing. Texas Tech women's basketball coach Christy Curry. I was raised in a Christian home with, with two coaches who, you know, were able to be successful teaching and coaching and helping young people, but also helping us as a family to understand that a relationship with Jesus Christ really is the ultimate victory. My parents were such great witnesses to, to me and my brother. Listen every week to Sharing the Victory. For working out or going to the game, For every occasion, FCA has clothing that feels comfortable and also allows you to honor God when you wear it. Whether you're male or female, an athlete, coach, parent, or fan, you want to show you support the heart and soul in sports. And, of course, Bible devotionals, worship CDs, and posters are also always available. To order online, go to fca.org and click on FCA Gear. Again, go to fca.org and click on FCA Gear. Sharing the Victory returns with host Ron Brown. 
As we talked about last week, we have Roger Lipon with us again with FCA Across America. He's the Southern Illinois Area Director. And Roger, thanks for coming back with us. My pleasure. Thanks so much. Today, we want to talk about another area that God has put in your heart as a sweet spot, and that is Honduras, Mm -hmm. the nation of Honduras in Central America. How does FCA have a connection with Honduras? This is remarkable. In 1991, when I was working for a short-term mission agency, I began going to Honduras because I was facilitating mission trips for that organization. I had to learn Spanish on the fly, a bunch of other things happening. And then as I began to work for FCA in 1994, I kept feeling a a tug from the Lord because I kept doing some more of those trips. But I kept trying to think about how do I drag my life of sport into this? I I just couldn't figure it out. Mm -hmm. had lunch with a guy ran a boxing clinic or boxing club there in, in San Pedro Sula, Honduras. And I could see tears rolling down the guy's eyes because he was so desperate to find a way to integrate his faith with his sport. And he couldn't figure out how. It was killing him. And so I went to his club and looked around at just the most meager existence of a boxing club you can imagine. But that, in 1996, really birthed something in me. Huh. And I remember thinking, I've got to figure out how to do this. But I didn't get to go back because I couldn't find the particular people with whom to work until 1999. When I went there in the, the winter of 1999 and met a friend named Tito Peñalba. And Tito and I talked. He had sent an email. We bounced things back and forth because he's saying, I w- I'm doing sports marketing, but I want to do sports ministry. Huh. And then we went down to see him and met him and began to work. Turns out he was doing marketing for the Olympic Committee. And that ushered us into the Olympic Committee. We began to talk with those guys. Now all the sports federations there in the capital city said, let's work together. And as we began to talk, uh, I watched how Cuba had been for decades the guru of sport in Latin America. Mm -hmm. And they would send coaches to come down and coach your players. But then they would turn around and go home. Uh But they would not coach your coaches. As we talked with them, I said, honestly, gentlemen, my best resource is the coaching staffs that I know all over the place. And those coaches are the best resource I have. I'd rather come coach your coaches like I do in the States. Hmm. Because if we do that, they'll coach generations of players. Your whole system gets better. And they set up in their chairs going, hey, that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. And so that began a relationship with us where we work with them on a sport development level, Yeah, help all that do, grow, develop some real relationships to where they trust me. Then when we talk about matters of faith, it's because we're looking eyeball to eyeball, friend to friend, and they can hear me. Hmm. They've seen for a long, long time folks come drop a bomb of evangelism, turn around and go home, huh. but it doesn't integrate into their lives. But whereas here, we talk with them, we help weave in the people from local churches. We did some pastor's conferences with the pastors. They're talking about ministry in sport, and all of a sudden they bought in. And so you with me, it, it kind of wove a net of right. ministry there to help integrate that into their daily lives. Have, have you seen much effect? Have you seen much fruit in the lives of those, the, the fallout of this, of this infrastructure of ministry that's been built? There? Yeah, we have. Uh, we just, I was just there in April with a, a third-degree black belt in Taekwondo, guy from my church. And we went there and did some work, and we were watching in, in this one Taekwondo club. Uh, as we went along, talked, I gave the uh, Taekwondo master a sixth-degree black belt. I gave him a copy of my devotional book, and he was reading that to his players lit him up like a Christmas tree. He's reading it to them. And then all of a sudden, here come these uh, Christian young men and women out of that Taekwondo club saying, I'm a Christian. Huh. Can I have a copy of your book? Huh. And it was those kind of things where we're watching some of the most high-profile players in their country in soccer are deeply committed Christians. And we had them at some of our pastors' association meetings, and we're able to point to them and say, 
I watched that guy play last night. And not only does he talk about Jesus with his mouth off the field Hmm. and pull up his shirt when he scores a goal and it says, I love Jesus on his shirt. But more than that, I watched his character as he played the game. And he honored Christ by how he competed. Well, you know, this is exciting. FCA being involved in Honduras and other nations around the world. There's a universal language, a common denominator with sports. Right. And, right. And, and there's a common denominator with the gospel of Jesus Christ right. that never changes. Those of you who are interested, Roger is a published author. He's got five devotional books out there. Those youngsters that were calling for that book down in Honduras, you can also do the same by going to crosstrainingpublishing.com. And if you want to find out more about Roger Lipe, that's L-I-P-E, you can find out through that. Uh, that website. Roger, thanks for being on our show today, FCA Across America. What a great witness for the Lord Jesus Christ. And I love how God has given you a creative, expansive mind and the guts that you got to go out and live it out. Thanks so much. It's a great pleasure. Hey, we're just warming up. You better hold on to your tennis racket, because coming up next, I'll visit with a guy who's defeated the likes of Andre Agassi, Jimmy Connors, Jim Courier, and Michael Chang, and who's also passionate about the biblical worldview. Hi, this is David Wheaton, author and Christian radio talk show host and former professional tennis player, and you're listening to Sharing the Victory. FCA Camps. A time of inspiration and perspiration for athletes and coaches who want to reach their full potential. The beauty of camps is you see the light bulb go on, like God doing a transforming work where for the first time, sometimes these athletes actually see an opportunity to worship God on the playing field. It's time to get focused and pursue the prize. Log on to fcacamps.org. That's fcacamps.org. For supporting Sharing the Victory Radio in the month of April, we want to send you the FCA Pocket Size Bible as a thank you gift. For a suggested donation of $25 or more, we'll send you the Holman Christian Standard Bible Translation in leather binding that is gently embossed with the FCA logo. It's our gift to you when you make a donation this month of $25 or more to Sharing the Victory Radio. You can give by calling 1-866-STV-5031 or give online at sharingthevictory.com. Now back to Ron Brown and Sharing the Victory. My guest today on Sharing the Victory is David Wheat, former outstanding professional tennis player who uh, went against a lot of the biggies, one of the great tennis players of the world at one time, now present Christian radio talk show host and producer of The Christian Worldview. It's a live call-in talk radio program out of Minneapolis, St. Paul. David, uh, welcome to the show, and uh, it's great to have you on. Well, it's great to be on with you, Ron, and it's, I uh, value your friendship, so it's great to be uh, back in touch. I've always appreciated the way you share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. just love your biblical emphasis and, and, and your pressing into doctrine. And David, you have really gotten to be a pretty big name across the country in the area of the worldview, the Christian worldview. And I'd like you to talk to us about that very briefly, because I want you to, to be able to make the connection before our time's up in the sports world. There is a Christian sports worldview as well. Why don't you talk to us a little bit about why God has moved you into this realm? Well, that's a good question, Ron. As I was thinking about how to answer this, I, I had the thought that I think in some ways sports or tennis and the struggles and trials and tribulations that every athlete has in, in, in trying to maximize their ability and the ups and downs of competition, the wins and the losses, 
God uses that in a way, I think, to make an athlete think more deeply about, you know, why you're doing something or to get behind an issue and to see what are the fundamental elements of how you think, because, you know, in sports, you know, how you think is so key and the mental aspect of any sport is usually the most important. So I think that may be part of the reason that after finishing 13 years on the professional tennis tour, that when I got involved in Christian talk radio, I naturally wanted to get involved in things, uh, current events, culture, and faith, uh, issues that we deal with on the radio program, and try to find out what the biblical worldview is on these things. I, mm-hmm. I think it's always important to understand why. What's great is we have the Word of God, which is right. truth. So we have a, a perfect and unchangeable and inerrant and infallible basis for truth. Well, you know, David, uh, it's interesting that God put us in sports, not so that we'd be compartmentalized from Him, but so that we would bring to the table the fullness of the grace and truth of the Lord Jesus Christ through the vehicle of sports. I've always been interested in what Bobby Bowden once told me. He said, you know... As the head football coach of Florida State, he says, I love to tell my players about a Christian worldview. I share with them that I want them all to get saved. I want them to read the Bible. I want them going to church. But he says, I get in a lot of trouble for that. Meanwhile, before they show up to practice, they are spending time in these philosophy classes at Florida State University hearing from another worldview, a professor who is saying there is no right from wrong, there is no God, and they don't take any heat for it at all. And so, David, as you examine the stewardship of sports and the worldview that we're to have for the Lord Jesus Christ, have you encountered the opposition of the world who is saying that, you know what, this needs to be shut down, and there are repercussions for those of us who want to express a biblical worldview, aren't there? Oh, absolutely, Ron. As you know, you know what Scripture says about if you're uh, you know, living for Christ and you're a follower of Him, you're going to receive persecution in this world. And if, and if you're not, there's probably something wrong. Not that we should go around seeking persecution, but but I, I think even bigger than that is to know that, like you mentioned in, in the college, what these students are receiving. Really, they're teaching a religion, unfortunately, in the, in the classrooms across America, a religion called secular humanism. And uh, I think one of the biggest problems with Christian young people going up to college is that they, they're not prepared to defend their Christian worldview, and it is the most defendable, the most defendable, I'll repeat it again, of all worldviews. We're talking to David Wheaton, former professional tennis star, and now an expert in Christian worldview. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Let me tell you something, David. Here's what I think the problem is, and, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. It isn't the cosmos worldview. It isn't the secular worldview out there that's against Christ. That's the problem to me. It is those of us who know Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord who have been bought off, sold down the river, as the book of Nahum describes to us, men who were cast lots for. How should we think about this as Christians? I mean, what type of a paradigm do we need to be operating out of as we deal with the challenges and opposition to the name of Jesus Christ? Rather than conforming to the world, what are we to do? Yeah, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. It's not the professors in college. It's, It's a supernatural battle. A couple of the biggest factors, though, in why so many, and in my book, University of Destruction, there's a statistic in there that the book is really based upon almost that as many as 50% of Christian students will say they've lost their faith after being in college for three or four years. Some of the responsibility that has to go back to the churches and the parents. They're not taking seriously preaching the whole counsel of God. I mean, you can't teach what you don't know. There's been a a watered-down 
teaching method and types of things we teach. It's more important for us to entertain our kids than to teach them biblical doctrines that are really going to help the way they are going to renew their mind and therefore help the way they think and act in college. So there's a lot of different reasons for it, but uh, I think, as you mentioned, Ron, it is sort of a uh, a heart-by-heart transformation that needs to take place. That's really how the the country and and, and students will be transformed rather than trying to do it through some political system or another big event somewhere. It really does come down to heart by heart. Hmm, What do you think, America? Not bad for a tennis guy who beat Michael Chang and Andre Agassi in professional tennis matches, huh? I mean, he's more than just a guy that can can swing a racket. He can create a racket in the Lord (laughs) Jesus Christ. David, thanks for joining us today here on Sharing the Victory. Very insightful. Well, Ron, you're welcome. And, uh, Ron, I want you to know that you're a great encouragement to me. And in the limited time we've had together, uh, your faith and your passion for the Lord is is certainly inspiring and encouraging to me as well. And I I wish you all God's best. Well, you light me up, my brother. So God bless you. And thanks for being on the show with us. David Wheaton. If you'd like to find out more about David Wheaton, just go to his website. That's davidwheaton.com. Up next, Coach's Corner with FCA President Les Steckel is straight ahead when sharing the victory continues. Here's a quick hit with Arizona Cardinals quarterback, Kurt Warner. Jesus is what I want to be the definition of my life. Winning Super Bowls were awesome. But I hope through all of those things, people understand that I'm defined by so much more. When it's all said and done, please don't remember me for the MVPs and the Super Bowls. Remember me for the impact that I had on the people around me and and the way I lived my life. And that's really how I want to be defined. Wicked from FCA. The lineup next weekend on Sharing the Victory includes Atlanta Braves right fielder Jeff Francoeur. The number one thing that it goes back to is God's grace and his forgiveness. Michigan State basketball star Drew Neitzel. You know, I think God put me in this position for a reason, not only to excel in basketball, but also to uh, be a witness and and spread his word to others. And Arizona Cardinals and ESPN play-by-play man Dave Pash. We'll save you a front-row seat next weekend on Sharing the Victory. Glad to have you back with us on Sharing the Victory. I'm Ron Brown, your host. It's time now to go to the net with former NFL coach and current president of the FCA, Les Steckel, as he serves you up with a swing from Coach's Corner. With the 2008 Major League Baseball season already officially underway now, baseball again moves to center stage in the world of sports. Its rich legacy has been a bit tainted in recent weeks and months following the release of the Mitchell Report, but it's still a great sport with many true stars and heroes of the faith. Perhaps you haven't realized it, but there are a lot of ways that baseball serves to illustrate the gospel. Baseball demands perfection, but offers grace and second chances. Another inning, next at bat, 162 games, wild card playoffs, next season, winter leagues, etc., etc. Like the gospel, in baseball, there's much about redemption. Ultimate goal is coming home. The winning relief pitcher records a save. You are ruled out, but not really. You get to return in the next half inning. Die once. If removed from the field of play, you can't come back, like in basketball, football, soccer, etc. Substitutions. Remember Jesus lived a substitutionary life for us? Manager, owner, determines when you're through. Trade, release, optioned. Designated hitter. Think about who goes to bat for you when you can't. Yes, there's almost a spiritual element in baseball. 
Baseball exemplifies the human predicament of trying to measure up to a standard of perfection, but always falling short. In the Bible, we're given standards of perfection that are impossible to meet. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 48, Jesus says, Be ye perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. That standard shows us that we can never be good enough because we can't live up to its rules. Baseball is measured against impossible standards, too. Batting averages are figured on the percentage of perfection or getting a hit every time you come to bat. And a pitcher's ERA is based on how close he came to never allowing a single run in a game. Every day in every paper in the United States, every player's efforts and failures are printed for everyone to read. And at ballparks, the player's picture and numbers or his successes and failures are shown on giant screens for everyone to see. And their numbers are carried out to three decimals. And no one does really well. Ted Williams was the last to hit over 400, but that was over 60 years ago, and it really meant he failed Six out of ten times. Yet many call him the greatest hitter ever. How many of us would still be employed if we failed six out of ten times? But while baseball seeks perfection, it also is all about grace. In baseball, everyone gets to bat, except, of course, for the American League, its designated hitter rule. Everyone gets the same number of balls and strikes. Every team has the same number of outs. And even after you're declared out, you get to return the very next inning. Talk about grace. And unlike football, basketball, hockey, soccer, and many other sports, baseball has no clock. And therefore, you never run out of time. But not so in life. For Christians, grace means you get a second chance. Grace won't erase your record, but God's grace does when you accept Jesus' sacrificial death on behalf of your sins. If you're a 200 hitter, Jesus will hit the other 800 for you to fill in the gaps and make your record read 1,000. In fact, Jesus really hits 1,000 for you, as your 200 is like filthy rags, it counts for nothing. Also in baseball, players make errors. In life, all of us make errors. But with Jesus, we all have the possibility of a major comeback. Nothing is finished until God has completed what he has planned. Remember, the next time you watch a baseball game, to paraphrase Yogi Berra, with God, it's not over till it's over. Godspeed. Time flies when you're having fun, but I'll be back next week with a great lineup. Michigan State and NCAA tournament basketball star Drew Neitzel will be with us. And it's baseball season now, and Jeff Vancouver, the outfielder with the Atlanta Braves, will be with us. And I'm excited to have ESPN and Arizona Cardinal play-by-play man Dave Pash in the house with us as well. Remember, there are two ways of doing sports, God's way or man's way. Which will you choose? From all of us here, from the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and Sharing the Victory, have a great week. A reminder that when you make a suggested donation of $25 or more to Sharing the Victory Radio during the month of April, we'll send you the FCA Pocket Size Bible as a thank you gift. Your financial support makes the difference in keeping this program going strong every week. You can make a donation over the phone during the week by calling our toll-free number, 866-STV-5031. That's 866-788-5031. You can also give online at sharingthevictory.com. Click on radio and you'll find a place to securely make a gift to Sharing the Victory Radio. 
While you're at SharingTheVictory.com, you'll find a place to listen to past programs and subscribe to receive the free weekly podcast. We thank you for listening and hope you can join us next weekend for Sharing the Victory. Sharing the Victory is a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. FCA is the heart and soul in sports.